Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. But I want to just continue here in the series, Beautiful Mind. And today we're going to talk about the body. Say the body. A beautiful body. I want to look at a scripture. I believe we might have read this last week. But the psalmist really describes who we are as a creation, as human beings, but then also how God views us. And I think this is beautiful. Let's look at Psalm 139. I'm going to start with verse 13. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. How many know the body's complex? I mean, all you got to do is watch some science show or something about the body. You're like, what? I mean, it goes so deep on so many levels. And you ever, you ever wondered like this, like, we're built so much better than anything else. Like, for instance, if you have a, a, um, a car and it runs on unleaded gasoline and you put diesel fuel in it, do you think that motor is going to run for very long? But yet we can put all kinds of crazy fuel that is man-made and synthetic into our bodies. And some people still get 60 and 70 years out of this body. That's pretty amazing how much the body's always trying to heal itself. I mean, God built the body to heal itself, to, to work towards this goal of being healed. It's so awesome. So it's complex. Look at this. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you matter. Now point to yourself and say, I matter. This, this is really cool here. I mean, this is saying that I matter. I have purpose. There's a reason I'm here on planet Earth. Look at this. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. This is how God sees us. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. This is good. And I love this. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. Your precious thoughts about me cannot be numbered. We could literally meditate on that all day and get blessed up, can't we? Not messed up, but blessed up. This is how God sees us. Somehow we've, we've flipped the script, we've turned the story, and we've taken moments in Scripture where God was angry, and we said, oh, that's how he is all the time. And some people, unfortunately, preach an angry God. Now, does God get angry at things? Oh, yeah. When people are messing with my kids, I get angry about it. How about you? When I see my children being taken advantage of, I get angry about it. How about you? But we have to remember this, that even God's anger, his discipline, all those different things, they run through who he is, and that is love. That's the basis of everything. Can I get one amen this morning? But this word precious in the original language, it means this, of great value, greatly loved, and treasured. This is how God sees you. And so we're talking about the body today. You know, several years ago, I, I was at the office, and I had a UPS guy uh, come by, 
and drop off a package. Now, it wasn't the normal UPS guy. How many have a usual UPS or FedEx guy? You just kind of, maybe not a first name basis, but you know who they are. You're cordial with them. Well, there was a fill-in, so it was a different guy. Well, the guy who showed up, I knew him from the gym. And I say knew him from the gym because I had canceled my membership and hadn't been to the gym in a while, right? So he shows up, and this guy was kind of that, he was a short, stocky guy, and he was just like always, always a fireball, just always on fire. And I, this too, I think he tanned like twice a day. So he was super dark all the time. Like I'd say, hey, man, did you get back from vacation? He goes, no, why? Anyway, because you're brown. Anyway, and you're a white dude. So anyway, isn't that funny how us white people want to be blacker? Anyway, so, so listen, to, listen to this. So he comes in and he goes, hey, man, he remembered me from the gym. He goes, hey, man, he goes, um, you been to the gym lately? And I said, what's that? And he kind of laughed, and he said, well, you're at least sticking to a good diet, right? And I said, what's that? And he kind of looked at me like, what's going on? And I said, you know, brother, maybe you should come visit our church and learn how to be not so judgy. Anyway, I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Obviously, he could see I probably canceled my gym membership, and I wasn't looking how I used to look, you know, ripped and swollen and all that stuff. But uh, used to, Bruce. But I have a goal. It was 2022, but now it's 2023 because we're almost through January and I haven't done anything. How about you? So today we're going to talk about the physical body. Say physical body. That's one aspect of this idea of beautiful mind. We talk about how the mind is a bridge between the spirit and the body, that really that soul issue. And the soul is the deepest thing. But today I really want to talk about the body because I think it's an important thing. You know, Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, he says, As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, look at this, Christ will be honored in my spirit. Oh, see, I know Bruce is going to go, No, you're wrong, Pastor. Christ will be honored in my soul. Oh, what's it say? In my body. Now, I do believe that Christ should be represented and honored in every aspect of this triune being who we are. But sometimes we forget about the body, don't we? And he goes on to say, whether by life or by death. So even in his death, now how many know he faced real death? And the Apostle Paul was on the run at many times. I mean, at one point, Bruce, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they have to let him down over the wall or through a window in a basket just so he could get away? And so there are times we need to follow the Holy Spirit and run from a situation. Can I get an amen? But Paul's saying, I need to honor God even in my body. I want to talk about three truths about our physical body today. Number one, it's this, health matters. Say, health matters. Now, when we hit this time of year, it's usually something we talk about, or at least if we don't talk about it, we think about it, this idea of health, this idea of changing some things around. And it can sound like a cruel subject because people are very sensitive. And so I don't want you to be sensitive or feel condemnation today. I'm not, I'm not preaching this because I had five people on, in my mind that need this. I'm preaching this really to myself as well as you. But you know, health matters. And so... I think I talked about this week, last week, touched on it, that when we're on the road of life and whatever the journey is, when it comes to the road of health, there's always a ditch on either side. And so you have the one side of the ditch, which is 
I'm in the gym every day. This is my life. I worship my body. I eat all these pristine foods and these perfect things, or at least in my, my guesstimation or what I think's best. And I work out because my body becomes an idol. But then on the other side of the ditch, we've come to this place where, and I, I even said this last week, that I'm all about a positive body image. I think for far too long, especially you ladies, because of Hollywood and remember size zeros and all this weird, crazy stuff, that there was this negative body image that especially women can deal with. But dudes, let's, I mean, we don't say it, we don't voice it, but we feel that too, right? And so there's been this movement that's saying embrace yourself, love yourself. And I think that's wonderful because no matter where you are in life, on the journey of life, whether it's the body, the spirit, or soul, we need to embrace where we are and say, okay, I can grow, I can move. But unfortunately, the ditch to that is to say nothing matters. Who cares about health? I can do whatever I want because I just love myself. And my answer is, no, you don't. Because if you truly loved yourself, you would say, I need to make better decisions even when it comes to my body so I can be healthy. Because again, life isn't just about us, right? It's about others as well. And if you're not on planet Earth, you can't be here for others. Does that make sense? Speaking of being sensitive, I heard this story about a guy who he had forgotten his wife's birthday and he promises, babe, tomorrow I have something for you. I promise I'll have a gift. And she says, all I know is that tomorrow morning when I get up, there better be something in that driveway that can go from zero to 200 in less than four seconds. Right? You guys know where I'm going with this. She gets up the next morning, she looks out the window, and there's a gift that's wrapped, it's beautiful. She gets her robe on, she goes out, she unwraps it, and it's a bathroom scale. Okay, just a little, little comedic humor, you guys, okay? So we're talking about body. I want us to, to, break, to break up a little bit. You know what? Listen, listen. This guy, he did not see his wife for about a week then eventually the left eye started, to, the swelling went down and he could see her a little better, right? I say that to lighten the mood because sometimes no matter what side we're on, we have people who are so sensitive that, that they just can't even, I can't tolerate talk about this. But then on the other side, we have people who are so insensitive that they think this stuff is funny and you laughed and I caught you in the middle of it. But I want us to really think about this idea of health. The Apostle Paul was writing to his protege, Timothy, and he says this. He says, bodily exercise profits little. And I've literally heard people take that scripture and say, that's why I don't work out. I mean, if I worked out, I wouldn't have time to get into the Bible and to get my prayer time in. And I'm like, I don't think that's the context of what Paul was saying. See, what Paul, I believe, was saying is that it profits a little bit, right? I believe it's temporal, this is the understanding as in the bodily exercise will profit you for a little time because how many know we won't live forever? But listen, you can live longer if you take care of your body. Stick with me. This is important. We need to take care of our body. And, and, and that's different for every single person. You may find a diet or a certain exercise that's better for you than someone else. See, this isn't a one-size-fits-all thing. And I'm not saying everyone needs to meet a criteria. And hit. See, that's where we get off on this. It's like, well, you should look like this. That's not even my body type. That's not going to happen. But what are you doing for you that's maintaining your physical health? Sure, we're going to get into spiritual journey. We're going to get into soul health. But today we're talking about the body. What are you doing? And I have two words today 
These are the two words, diet and exercise. It's funny to me, I've had situations where, you know, I've controlled my diet a little better than other times, and I've decided to get some movement going, and, and then I have that physical change that begins to happen. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but people always say the same thing. Man, what you been doing? And I usually jokingly, sarcastically say, it's something brand new. It's called diet and exercise. Have you heard of this? And they'll laugh, and we'll all laugh, because we know that if we watch our diet, whatever works best for you, and if we get some movement going, we're not talking about, you don't have to go to the the fitness center and do CrossFit. That might not work for you. My niece says no to CrossFit. How about yours? But walking 10 minutes a day? You know, they say that if you're eating a proper diet and you walk, literally walk for 10 minutes a day, 70 minutes a week, you can maintain your health. So this isn't like I'm saying, let's go join the gym because that's what they want you to do, right? There's an influx of money at these gyms at the beginning of the year, and then we keep paying for months, and then it dwindles down, and they still make profit. I'm not talking about the diet and fitness industry. I'm talking about what we can do as believers for our body. Because if we don't take care of our body, we deal with things like early death. We deal with disease. We deal with discomfort and tiredness. Even depression and anxiety can come from not moving enough and not eating the proper foods that work for your body. How many would say it's at least worth considering? Because bottom line is health matters. And we touched on this last week, number two, our body is a temple. Say, my body is a temple. Paul's talking to a church in Corinth, a crazy church, the craziest letter that we have. These guys were doing stuff so outside of the box of not just the church, but the world that even the Greeks were like, huh, what are you guys doing? Because they weren't doing what Paul said, honoring Christ in their body. There was some crazy stuff going on in this church. And Paul still called them saints, which is like mind-blowing, right? But he says this to them, because of the way they're being, the way they're acting, he says this, or do you not know that your body is a temple, temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? They had forgotten the key factor here. And so they weren't utilizing this body, this, this earth suit, there was a band, I think, years ago called Earth Suit. I, I like that idea that this is our Earth Suit. You know, when you go to space, you have a space suit. To live on this Earth, you need a Earth Suit. Without the Earth Suit, <clears throat> excuse me, without the Earth Suit, you're gone. Let me get a drink. Little tickle. Say, I'm praying for you, Pastor. <laughs> But look what he says. He says, for you have been bought with the price, therefore what? Glorify God in your body. Not COVID. (laughs) Sinuses are awesome. See, sinuses are awesome. But think about this. If you die early, your potential gifts and calling die with you. That's why this is important. It's not because we all need to fit in a script of what the diet and fitness world tell us. Because let me just say, they're way off. So don't go by that script. But there's something about health. Because if we die early, your potential gifts and calling die with you. And really, this is an issue with the message 
that God wants you in heaven. Unfortunately, we've come to this place where we feel like the, the ultimate goal is heaven. Now, do I believe in heaven? Absolutely. Have I been there? No, I'm still here. Do I believe in afterlife? Oh, absolutely. But I haven't been there. I don't even know what it's like. We have ideas. We have scriptures that say things. YouTube's full of testimonials of people who have supposedly been there. I don't know. That's their story. I know this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so one day, at some point, I will be with the Lord, however that looks, whatever that's like. But sometimes we make it so much about the future, we forget about the here and now. And so we say things like, heaven is my home. And I challenge some people. I, I said, in the creation story, when God created humanity, where did he put him? Did he put him in heaven? Just think about it. We can disagree, but he put him on planet Earth. So I love planet Earth. I, I love the creation. I, I love, I mean, I'm a video guy, so I love the video, just the beauty of nature and all those types of things. And so it's important that we see that maybe Earth should be our home. Think about that. Maybe Earth should be something we think about or consider as home. Maybe our bodies are a home. Maybe this is the house of God. And I say this because if you look at the message of Jesus and the apostles, they weren't talking as much about afterlife as they were talking about life here and now. I want you to follow me. Do I believe in afterlife? Absolutely. Do I believe in heaven? Absolutely. One day I will be with my heavenly father. But until then, say until then. What are we doing here and now? The gospel is all about, think about this, bringing heaven to earth. Bringing heaven to earth. We're told in the scriptures that God doesn't live in temples made with human hands, but he lives within us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So sometimes, if we're not careful, we have theology that will literally make us not want to be where God has put us. And then we think, well, then physical body doesn't matter. It's just temporal. But I'm here today to say it does matter. Say it does matter. Paul says that we should be a living sacrifice, not a dead one. A living sacrifice. Walking out that image, bearing the image in this world, that image that you bear, when we do it correctly, it can change the lives of those around us. Isn't that awesome to think about? But sometimes we, we get our thinking so future that we forget about the here and now. And number three, my body was created by God for God. See, we need to see the value that we have in our body. We need to take care of our body. We need to offer our bodies freely to our Father because we were created by God for God. I love this in, in Colossians. Paul says this, we look at the Son and we see the God who cannot be seen. We look at the Son and we see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, look at this, absolutely everything above and below visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels. Everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right. 
up to this moment. Now look at this. And when it comes to the church, say the church, he organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. How many are glad you got your head this morning? Yeah. It navigates everything else. How many know that Jesus is called the head of the church? You see, God created each one of us, and he did so with a purpose to bear his image in this world. Let me say this. You're not a mistake. None of us are mistakes. There's a purpose. We read in Psalm that he formed us in the womb. He he had a life plan for us. He had a purpose for us. And so you have a plan and purpose. But... If you go through life and you feel like you don't have a plan, you don't have a purpose, you, uh, you're a mistake, it doesn't matter, then it takes away the idea of even taking care of your physical body because why? What does it matter? Well, it really matters. It's very important. And so we looked at three truths about our physical body, that health matters, that our body is a temple, and that we're made by God for God. And I believe that this should convince us that our bodies matter. That making a decision, and that's why I'm not taking this time to go, all right, here's a fitness plan. Here's a diet plan. That's up to you. It amazes me how much time people will put into their spiritual side of the journey, right? I mean, everything's spiritual, but you know what I'm saying, the spiritual life. It's amazing how much time people put into books and conferences and therapy to work on their soul. But the many of us won't take 10 minutes to just Google and find out what could work best for me. Yet, if you lose the earth suit, soul doesn't really matter as far as it's concerned here on earth and really the spirit either because now you're absent from the body and present with the Lord. So what about the here and now? And think about this. He says this, and when it comes to the church, he organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. See, we talked about the physical body. A beautiful body based on you, your body type, what works for you, finding those things out. And you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to uh, do a little bit of homework and some investigation to say what works and what doesn't. Come on. You know when you eat or drink that certain thing, you know how you feel, right? Your body's trying to tell you. So listen to your body. I believe that God set us up in such a way that our body's saying, nope, that doesn't work for me. Yep, I feel great when I eat that. Or there's certain exercise you do. You do an exercise and then your knees hurt for six days. Don't do that exercise. But what exercise could you do that works for you? Does this make sense? So this isn't about shame. This isn't about fitting into, you know, a certain mold. That's not going to work. But what are we doing to preserve our body for years and years to come? Listen, if I can live for 50 years, that's great. But what if I live for 90 or 100? What if I get an extra 10, 20, maybe 30 years in this life where I could be an image bearer for God? See, sometimes we forget that we're here for more than just going to work, punching a clock, doing the day-to-day, running the kids here, running the kids there. You are displaying who God is everywhere you go. And hopefully a proper display of who he is. But think about that. The more time we have here, the more time to bear the image and likeness of God to this world. So the physical body is important. But I also want to touch on this this morning. Another body is called the body of Christ. I love that Paul describes the church, describes the kingdom life as a body, the body of Christ. In fact, he says in Corinthians, he says, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. 
He says every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. How many know with our physical body, there's parts we mention and then there's parts we don't, right? So the church is the same way. Look at this. The parts we see and the parts we don't. Now, in the church, you know, and, and even the dynamic we have, a lot of times those up on a platform, we see more than those behind the scenes. But how many know those behind the scenes? Without them, there wouldn't be anyone up here, or they'd just be all alone and no one would be here. Nothing would be functioning. Nothing would be happening. It's important that all the parts do their part. It says this, if one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. Okay, okay, pastor. We get it. We've heard this sermon before. We've heard about our physical body because, of course, it's January, and usually you say something about it one time a year. And then we hear about the church, you know, the body of Christ and all that. We get it. But my question is, do we really? Do we really get it? Because many times, even me in my personal life, I have to refocus on what the church really means. What is the meaning of church? First of all, the church is people. It's not a building. Say, I'm the church. It's people, not a building. But secondly, the why, the how, and the what we do concerning church, or we could say the body of Christ, we have to refocus on that. I have to refocus on that, and I'm a pastor. So all of us, just like we're thinking about maybe making some good positive changes. And, and I think it's important to realize that, you know, those ideas you have for uh, resolutions, I believe many times those are inspired by Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit saying, there's some things that, that we need to get under control when it comes to your physical body because, man, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose for you. You have gifts. You have callings. People need you. See, that's part of the problem there. And a lot of that really comes from the soul issues that we deal with. And we'll get to that in a couple weeks. But we don't see ourselves as valid or important. We don't see ourselves as necessary or needed. But the fact of the matter is you are. If you're alive and we're born or on planet Earth, you're necessary. You're needed. Maybe we haven't found the, the, the path yet. Maybe we're still working on figuring out what those uh, talents are, the gifts are. I mean, that's fine. That's part of the journey. But we're all needed. We're all necessary. And so even as a pastor, there's times where I have to refocus on the truth of what the church is, what it means, how it works, why we're here. Because, again, I, I've said this before. If we're just here to show up on a Sunday morning to be together for an hour and 15, hour and a half, what's the point? I mean, yeah, I mean, it. It blesses you. It's like, oh, okay, that was pretty good music and worship. It kind of uplifts me a little bit. And, but you could turn your radio on or stream some music at home. I'm not saying you have to. Come back to church. As far as me on a Sunday morning, I count it an honor and privilege. I probably don't say it enough that you'd be willing to listen to me ramble on for 30, 40, 45 minutes. That's great. But there's people all over the Internet that ramble on and on, even about God. So why do we come to this building? Why do we call this our local body? Think about that for a minute. Why are you here this morning? I love that you're here, but why are you here? It's more than just showing up on a Sunday morning. It's got to be connections that stir up the gifts within us 
that allow us to go out into the world and bear the image of God. To know more about who we are and our true identity to then go out into this world through community service, efforts, living life, and show people the kingdom of God so they can go, ooh, I want some of that. When's the last time someone's come to you and said, ooh, I want some of that? And I'm not talking about the apple pie that you make so good and take to work. I'm talking about your life. There's something about your life. Why do you have joy in the midst of these storms? Why do you have peace no matter what adversity? You just lost your job. There were cutbacks and you lost your job and you walked out thanking them for the time that you were here. And in, almost in, in your words and in, in just the way you walked, you knew that things were taken care of. How do you do that? It's because we're bearing the image of God in this world. We know who we are. We're awakening to our true identity. I mean, do you see it? Everything that we do, it centers around the foundation of Jesus Christ. It's, it's partnering together as his image bearers and bringing kingdom life to this world. Listen, I have to remind myself of this some days. I get so wrapped up in the day-to-day and what's going on that I forget that, man, did I miss an opportunity when I was at Meyer to be an image bearer? Did I miss an opportunity when I was on that job to be an image bearer? Do you follow me? So we all need to think about these things. In fact, to me, it gives you a new sense of purpose in life. When you wake up, it's not like, oh, I got to go punch that clock again. Maybe you're there right now in this season for a reason. And maybe the fact that you're so miserable is because you don't realize that you're an image bearer. Come on. What if you went in the job not thinking about, I got to do this same thing over and over and over again, but went there in anticipation that Holy Spirit will open up an avenue, a door for the image of God to be seen by others. Come on, I'm talking to myself this morning. This can change your whole outlook on life. Paul tells us in Romans, he says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. Say, I'm part of the body. Look at this. We are many parts of one body. Oh, look at this. And we all belong to each other. So think about this. You belong. We were told by Paul that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that you belong to God. But think about this. We also belong to one another. Come on. This means that if we're functioning correctly, understanding who we are, we really should never have a need. Because we belong to one another. We help one another. Whether it's physically, whether it's uh, you know, monetarily, uh, maybe it's just a, a smile, a hug, a, a helping hand, helping people move, whatever they could be. Think about this. This, this changes really the whole uh, view of what life's about. And so that's what I've seen even in my life. The more that I understand my identity on this journey as I realize it's so much more about others than it is about me. And I know that's not always the easiest thing, but we all belong to each other. And think about this, much of what the church is supposed to do or accomplish can only happen when we function as a team. And so this year, 2022, I want us to be very intentional about our physical bodies. No condemnation this morning, no shame. But if you're sitting there or you're listening online and you think, you know what, I just, I knew, I just knew I was at this place where I need to make some better decisions for myself. 
then do it. Investigate, study, do your homework, figure out what works for you. For you, your body type, who you are, figure that out. Because we need you. We need you on planet Earth for as long as we can have you. Right? So we have to function as a team. But I also want us to be extremely intentional about the body of Christ. See, it's not living long just so we can take more vacations. Although, how many love vacations? Come on. It's not living longer so we can make just a few more extra dollars. You know, most people on their deathbed, I've never heard one person on their deathbed say, man, if I could have just made a little bit more money. Usually it's regret of if I would have just spent a little more time with my friends or my family or invested more in relationships. That's usually what it's about. Well, take advantage of that time now because it's so important. And it really dovetails into this idea of the body of Christ. Paul tells us that God has set the members in the body as it has pleased him. Do you realize that who you are, you right there sitting in the chair watching online, who you are, the way that you plug into the body of Christ, that it pleases God? So some of us go, well, I mean, I don't have a beautiful voice like Pastor Kristen and can sing up on a stage under the lights, but maybe that's not your calling. In fact, some of you, I've heard you sing, it's not your calling. And that's okay. But you might be so much better at other things, and they're all vitally important. So where is your place in the church? We want to be very intentional in 2022. I know we lost some steam. We lost some headway. You know, the pandemic had done some things. We all in this mindset of like, what what are we doing, juggling stuff around? Well, this is the year we can be intentional We can set some goals. We can say, you know what? Church is important. The body of Christ is important. Where is my part? Where is my place? And we're going to give you in the future more avenues, uh, on-ramps, if you will, for you to hook in and plug in and discover what your gifts and your calling are. But I love this in Acts. The book of Acts is beautiful. I mean, you see the gospel message preached. Uh, You see people wrestling with this idea of old covenant and new covenant But at one place in chapter 9, it says this, And so it was that the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had a time of peace. But look at this. It says, Through the help of the Holy Spirit, it was strengthened and grew in numbers as it lived in reverence for the Lord. See, numbers, they're important. I mean, if you're a church of... 50 or your church of 150, it's a lot easier to do more as a kingdom or part of the body as 150. Not that 50 doesn't matter. I think 50 is beautiful. In fact, I remember when we were running about 200 people and when we would ask for volunteers, I'm not even kidding you, we would get get 50% volunteers. It was nothing to get 100 volunteers. And I spoke to some pastors around here from churches of 12 and 14 and 1600. And they're like, wait a minute, you had how many people volunteer? We can't get 50 people to show up and we have 1200 in our congregation. So listen, we're blessed when it comes to volunteership and giving as a small church. You guys are awesome. But see, some of you, You haven't volunteered in a long time. You haven't stepped up to the plate. And this year is the year to do it. Because the same six or 12 people doing every Sunday gets really tiring. Come on. 
And so you have gifts, you have callings. There's new, maybe you have something in your heart. You're like, man, I really have this, this idea. I want to run with it. Well, let's run with it and see what happens. Because if it can plug people in to discover their true identity, to discover their gifts and their calling, come on, man, that's what this is all about. This is what the body is all about. And think about this. What happens when we realize the importance of our part as the church? as an individual part of the body of Christ? This is a really important question. Well, number one, I think this happens. You will likely have a new or we could say renewed attitude about church. More specifically, about your church or your your local body. Wow, this is great. I have a part to play. I have a piece of the puzzle. I'm a part of the body. I have gifts. I have callings. I'm not a nobody. I've got something I can offer. And then number two, what happens is the church begins to change in a positive way. And sometimes there's this, and I even sense it now in, 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 towards the end of last year and in this year, there's this energy, there's this excitement about what, what God could do through a local body here at Faith City Church. I know some of you feel it. We've talked about it. We're like, man, there's, there's something brewing. But see, in the midst of that, you strike while the iron's hot. If you feel that feeling, this is the time to say, okay, what can I do as an individual who is making better choices for my body so I can be on planet Earth for longer? What then can I do to plug into the body here, Faith City Church, the local church? Or if this isn't your church, you're visiting, you're trying to figure it out, God has a place for you. Find that place. It's so important. But then the third thing that happens is as our church begins to become healthier, it will have a greater impact on our community and those around us. I've already said this, and I say it quite a bit. If this is just about showing up for an hour and a half on a Sunday, we're missing the point. My heart is that we're growing, discovering who we are to a place where we're like, man, you can't hold me back from this world. I'm not talking about bullhorn on the corner saying you're all going to burn in hell. That message doesn't work so well. But how about this? Being and bearing the image of God when you walk out of these doors to everywhere you go, to everyone you meet. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. And so I believe that 2022 is a year, again, where we're very intentional in building relationships. So please take advantage of the opportunities. As we continue through this series and working on ourselves, we're then going to go into another series about the church and the validity of the church and the importance of the church. And then we're going to offer opportunities for you. So already I want you to, in your time of prayer, to be saying, Holy Spirit, where is my place? And sometimes I found that to discover your place, you have to just plug in and do some things. And sometimes you find out, oh, not for me. Right? Anyone here ever tried children's ministry? You went, whoa, not for me. So it's important that we take those opportunities. We have something coming up soon called the Fenton Expo. Anyone familiar with the Fenton Expo? Now, this is the first year, and two years was 2020. 2020 was the last one that we had. We skipped 2021. But it's this local expo of all these businesses and different things that go on. There's usually somewhere between four and 5,000 people that come through. I don't know how it'll be this year. Um, it's the first year back. But if you're not aware of this, we run the kids zone. And so what does it take? It takes volunteers. I can do all day. I can do part of the day. I can do a couple hour block. But it's everyone saying, okay, this is my part. This is what I'm going to do. And it runs on a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, This year, it's on March 5th and 6th. 
And so we've already dedicated. I talked to some people here. I talked to my board and I said, well, what should we do, guys? And they're like, we should do it. We should just do it. We should step out. We should let people know early. You know, uh, we'll have a, a sign-up list so we can start getting some times. Why? Because this is a way to minister to the community. What do we do? We run the kids' zone. We have a bunch of inflatables that are brought in. Uh, we hand out cards. We love on people. We're just there for the community. Whatever can arise. And another thing we do is part of the kids' zone is there's this drawing for a girl's and a boy's bike. Well, every year now for several years, we've been the sponsor for the bikes. It's a $500 sponsorship. But you know what's cool about that? They let us, they, they actually put us in all their advertising and they say, these are the sponsors. And so people go, oh, wow, little Susie won her bike and Face City provided that to her. It's just another way to reach out to community. So as we offer that, sign up for that. If you heard that number 500 and said, I got an extra 500 bucks right now. Put it in the offering and write Bike Sponsorships Expo. Guess what? Taken care of. I talked to uh, the uh, executive director there just this week, and she goes, no, I just want to put it out there. Are you guys interested in the sponsorship? And something in me said, say yes. I said, yep, put us down. We're going to do it. And then I walked out and went, what did you just commit to? <laughs> but it's, it's okay, right? These are, these are really small commitments if we together all do something, Right? So these are just small things. These are small things we can do to begin and maybe some new things I have. Maybe we can partner with some other churches. We've already talked in the past with some churches who already do things well. Like I've had people say, we should open up like um, a food pantry. And I'm like, well, are you going to do it? Like, I don't know. But there's churches that do it and do it really well. What if we partner with them and gave them some time and gave them some product? See, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. But see, we have to be an avid part of the body. Again, it's not about showing up on a Sunday morning for an hour and a half. It's so much deeper than that. Some of you have been craving relationships. You don't have relationships. You don't have anyone you can trust. The church is a great place. Now, I'm not saying everyone's perfect in church. I usually tell people it's like a family. How many here, by show of hands, have a perfect family? I'm going to put both hands down because there's no way in heaven I can say that. Right? The church is the same. People have bad days. People have struggles. Pastor woke up on the wrong side of the bed, which that would be your side, so that'd be a great side to wake up on. But anyway, a little, little of my dad's humor just came in there. My point is, I might have a bad day. I might be, have, stuff, have stuff on my mind. I, I might be dealing with sickness in my body or something. And so if I didn't say hi to you, it wasn't on purpose. If I said something in the wrong tone, listen, if I do it to my wife and kids, you're probably going to get it sometime. Not on purpose. But, but if you get rubbed the wrong way, let me know. Give me a chance to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Or, yeah, I did it on purpose. Will you forgive me? Right? Give me the chance to say that so we don't just harbor things. I said this last week, but we, we've come to this place as a society, that we just don't know how to communicate anymore. Someone rubs us the wrong way, and we just don't know how to talk things through. Come on, we're better than that. We're the body of Christ. We have Holy Spirit with us to help us through these situations. How many times could we avoid that bitterness and then maybe just leave in the family? Which, how do you leave a family, right? Because of misperception or a mistake or not understanding. Let's talk together. Let's be open. Let's share with one another when we feel those things. Does this make sense? 
I really want us to get to this place because, listen, there's a world. Let's just, let's bring it right down. There's a community right here that needs to see the image of God. And it's seen through you and I. So let's work on ourselves individually. Let's work together corporately as the body of Christ. And then let's bring some change to this world. Because the world's looking. They're looking for hope, looking for healing. Amen? I want to wrap up with this. Jesus said this in John 15, 13. I love this. He says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You know why I believe Jesus, first of all, could say, lay his life down for his friends? Because to Jesus, everyone was his friend. How do I know this? When the Sermon on the Mount, he said to love your enemies. How could Jesus say that? Because he loved his enemies. In fact, if you love your enemy, I would say they're not an enemy anymore. Come on. Because how do you love it? See, Jesus has this way of saying things. You love, you love your enemy. Like, that doesn't make sense. How do, oh, okay. So if I love, they're actually my friend. Okay, Jesus, I see it now. What a friend we have in Jesus. Come on. Every, I mean, everyone's Jesus' friend. It didn't matter who you were. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. That word lay down means to lay aside or to make oneself for one's use. In other words, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Now imagine a body where we all had that idea and we live that life. I'm here for you. No one's left behind. In a time of need, the need's met. Can you see how beautiful the church can and should be? And so we have an opportunity this year, you guys, to connect in a greater way, to grow on this journey as a person, as an individual, and corporately in a greater way. And I believe even to grow in numbers so that there's more people bearing the weight of this local body. Amen? Let's stand together. Say this with me, a beautiful body. My physical body and the body of Christ. I'm part of both. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your grace toward us. You're such a good God. I pray that this year we would discover just how true and real that is. that you're a genuine loving father who has deep care for us. We see that in the example of Jesus who is a walking, talking picture of you. Let us be that walking, talking picture of who you are. I pray that as we go through this year, Holy Spirit, we know that you're always speaking, but I pray that we would be open to hear what you're saying for us as individuals and for us as a corporate body. And that maybe we take some time to dig a little deeper and find out what is my gifting or giftings? What is my calling or callings? What is it that, that I'm supposed to do? What part of the body 
am I? And that for us, this would be a mission we'd be on, not because we feel obligated to do it, but we're inspired to do it. It's so much better to live from inspiration than from obligation. Those days, as far as we're concerned at Faith City, are over. This is about being inspired to live the life that you've called us to live. And it can be fun. It can be enjoyable. It can be fulfilling. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and grace. And thank you that you've made me somebody. You knew me before I was born. You gifted me before I was born. And I have purpose. I can be the change in someone else's life. I'm open, Holy Spirit. Show me those things. Here I am, Lord. Send me. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.